0: Welcome to episode 14 of Crystal Cast. In today's episode, we're joined by Martin Reynolds, the Chief Executive of Simply Biz Mortgages, who talks through the changing role of today's advisor. As always, if you like what you hear, please feel free to click subscribe and stay tuned for future episodes of CrystalCast. As always, all the information provided is for the use of financial intermediaries only. Today, we're joined by Martin Reynolds, Chief Executive of Simply Biz Mortgages. Morning, Martin. Morning, Chris. Thanks for the invite. No problem. Thank you for joining us. For those of you that have been listening for a while, you'll know the first question well. Uh, can you tell us three surprising things about you?
1: Always an interesting <laughs> question, this is, as to what you want to admit in public about you yourself. <laughs> um, number of things. So, yeah, I've uh, actually been a catwalk model, um, so I... So trod the board so to speak at a a wedding fair the one so it was quite nice actually walking some very beautiful ladies down the uh, down the aisle a number of times felt like I got married about nine times that day in different (laughs) outfits uh, which was uh, it was good fun though for a friend we did that and uh, really enjoyed it to be fair second one for me would probably be um, dancing to New York New York and then the conga uh, with uh, the cast of Emmerdale At about one o'clock, one morning in Leeds, in a a hotel bar, Uh, enjoyed a good conversation with, I think it's Eric Pollard afterwards, but uh, it was good fun, it was good fun and uh, a little surreal, as they were playing with people that you knew. Yeah, Um, I'm sure that's a story for another time. It probably (laughs) is, it probably is, and the the third one um, is probably more about my father, actually, so just uh, his claim to fame, maybe, is my my father did about three or four years uh, in the RAF uh, out in Germany. And his best friend at the time out there was Jim Dale, who then went on to star in all the carry-on films. And according to my dad, he still has his guitar. Wow. Jim has my dad's guitar, rather. So yes.
0: Certainly surprising things (laughs) in there, thank you for that. Uh, So you've been Chief Executive of Simply Mortgages since 2012 now. Um, So what are the biggest changes you've seen over that period?
1: I think the market's has changed uh, massively over the time I think we w- we were coming out of the recession so us as a business in 2012 we uh, aggregated just short of 2 billion Pounds worth of mortgages. And, and last year we, we grew and we are at £14 billion. So we've actually seen some some big growth yes. in our numbers and the support that our members have seen. Uh, and our membership has grown during that point. And again, not just on the mortgages, but our, our protection APE has also doubled during that period. So we've, we've been really successful in, in that part. But I think if you look at it wider, there were only five staff when I joined, including myself within the mortgages uh, part of the team all office-based, so I was the only person that was out and about doing all the events and uh, doing all the meeting and greeting. And and in that time now, we're we're now currently at 13 staff um, with four people permanently on the road. And last week, we advertised for five new roles. So hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be up to 18 staff. So you can see we've actually grown commensurate with the volume and, and what we're trying to achieve with the members. And then as a group... Uh, Simply Biz Group, again we've grown we've had five acquisitions in that period uh, and we floated on the stock market as well so there's always
0: something happening within Simply Biz It's a busy seven years It is Yeah. And how have you seen the demands on the broker change over that period?
1: Immensely, so regulation has has been huge Mm -hmm. so if we we, we look back over that period we've had RDR for the IFAs who, who we work with we've had MMR We've then had MCD, uh, followed up not too long afterwards. We're currently going through the Mortgage Market Study. We've also had to deal last year with GDPR, and we've got Senior Managers and Certificate Regime. So all of those things have happened in seven years, uh, and when you actually look and start writing it down, you go, wow, well, actually, when has there been a, a period of just calmness and, and not much change? And that hasn't been there. So it's, it's been huge changes in regulation. Uh, we've also seen lender requirements have increased, there's been a focus on quality, which is good, right first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a greater understanding on fraud, which I think has been really positive. So there's actually been a lot for the broker market to actually get its head around and understand while still trying to deliver quality service to its customers.
0: Yeah, and do the day job of actually getting the deal. Absolutely, spending. absolutely. Yeah, it's one of the things that stands out for, for us with Simply busy is the, the education. It's yeah. a big part of your business. There's a number of roadshows and things there. Do you think that's as important now as it was a few years ago? Absolutely, I think we, we
1: permanently, we do over 80 events a year and the key reason is that it's education it's, it's getting out in front of members, it's talking to them it's bringing lenders, it's bringing providers and people like yourselves out there to talk to members, to explain what's happening in the market, to give them ideas of how they can help their clients so we're, we're always there, we do webinars we've got magazines that go, it's all about education because ultimately the market's constantly changing. yeah. So unless somebody centrally can actually help pass those messages out, it's quite hard again with everything else we've discussed for advisors to keep up.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, so what role do you think specialist finance has got to play in the industry?
1: I think it's becoming more and more important. Um, I think products and criteria have expanded and become more uh, complicated over the last four or five years. I think the market as well and the, the customers have become more complicated over the last four years, you know, their lifestyles, their job profiles, their credit histories, how they're paid, how you know, how they habit, cohabit, etc. Um, so it's hard to be a generalist now. Yeah. I, I, th- I think you can't be that because cause it's such a wide breadth of, of a market now. Um, So the advisors need support and they need help from specialists like yourself who've got that expert knowledge and we've also had an increase of lenders to the market. Who have come with limited distribution as well, so they're not whole of market. So again, they've been dealing with the specialist uh, finance brokers, master brokers in that market. So I think that specialist market is 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 really playing a key thing that you know the high street is not accepting everything. We've got the core building societies that are moving into this niche areas and bespoke underwriting, which is really good. But it's those specialist lenders and the specialist finance whether that's commercial bridging etc. and the secured loans that that's actually helping that market continue and, and keeping chains going.
0: Yeah, I think that's where education is so important. Because, Absolutely. Yeah, we can go out and teach people what a bridge is and we can tell them what development finance is and how it works. And, and people think they've got that knowledge, they don't need to hear from anyone again. But as you say, building societies are changing what they do lenders are changing appetite there's always something different there's always a different way to look at things
1: i think so with the market especially with the newer lenders that they'll come with a product set and a criteria set at launch and that could be what their funders want that could be what the regulator is happy with them to do initially but if you look at some of those lenders that are new to market if you look at where vida are where fleet are where the mortgage lender are compared to when they launched two three four years ago they're unrecognisable. So actually being able to keep up with those constant changes of, of where people expand their criteria, tweak it, add things to it, moving into Scotland, moving into you know the regulated bridging market, all those areas, yeah, y- you can't stand still with a lender. You need to know constantly what, what they're doing and how they're evolving.
0: And what are your thoughts on fintech in the industry?
1: Yeah, it's, it's the buzzword at the moment. Um, it is? It, it's improving. It will improve... The process it will improve systems lender integration is obviously the key focus at the moment with everybody we, we had the first wave of the criteria help with technology with criteria hub and knowledge bank or no we're, we're one of your previous guests we've seen a few of the others uh, playing around the edges there but the lender integration seems to be that key focus and that's good and I think that's great, it, it, it's going to stop re it's going to help that, it's going to go through. I think the key bit for me is not forgetting the customer at the end of this. Um, I think it's great if we can actually know no rekey from an advisory point of view, but that might get the offer out one day quicker. The customer isn't aware whether it's going from 12 days to 11 days. They, they still either want the house or they want to remortgage or they want to raise capital. So I think, and we've seen a few it's how we actually help the consumer journey go from maybe a two three hour interview down to an hour hour and a half that might actually include protection and general insurance as well by using the technology around to either do some of the heavy lifting that's there at the start collecting the fat fine dropping it down working how the consumer wants to work in the time frames that they want to work as well so i think we need to do that so i think that will be gradual so i'm not i don't think we're going to get a Big bang at either end, whether it's the lender integration or the, the consumer portals that are there. But it's going to be gradual, but advisors need to embrace it. It's going to help them. They shouldn't be afraid of it. I, I don't think it's going to replace advice. No. Our view is it's all about wrapping technology around the advice process and actually giving advisors more time to do the advice rather than the admin side of it.
0: It's quite easy to be sucked in by fintech and almost have technology for the sake of technology that's quite an interesting point there that obviously putting the customer at the heart of every decision that's made and every process that you look at integrating can only mean step change really for the, the fintech within brokers.
1: Ultimately, the customer will decide how they want to deal with us. Yeah. And they may want to deal with us in a number of ways during that process. They may want to start with the technology focus. They may then move face to face or telephone and then they may move back to technology that they, they will tell us and each customer will be different yeah we, we we can't just design it and go to the customer that's it because some of them will go that's not how I want to talk to you I'll go and find somebody else so we have to be mindful of that we still have to create that flexibility within the process
0: yeah well, we still have brokers faxing documents through to us yeah. so yeah you have to be accessible to all people in many different ways totally agree absolutely and um, so one of your other hats then you're also chairman of the association of mortgage intermediaries what do you think that adds to your role
1: it's an interesting one because it, it, i think it gives me an overview of the market so at the moment obviously run a club so very well understand the directly authorised market, the mm-hmm. challenges and problems it has and it faces and, and we work from a compliance point of view as to how oh, we can help those first, But I think sitting on the board of Amy, Uh, It gives you that understanding of the issues that practitioners have, so the actual advisors, because we have uh, a number of practitioners that sit on the board who obviously tell us what they think. But it also gives us an understanding of of what the packages, master brokers, the networks, the challenges that they face, because we have those discussions and debates at board. Because when you walk into the boardroom, you're there representing Amy not your your day job so you Mm -hmm. have to take those away so you have those debates around many areas of the market and understanding so it gives you that wider understanding that probably you wouldn't have and it also means because of the interaction that you have with the regulator so you might have the interaction as chairman a lot earlier than, than we would seen before the papers come out so they will talk to you they will gauge your opinion as will some government bodies so you get to understand maybe what's coming down the track as well which is good because it allows you to actually think that through and and see what effects that will have on the industry and how as a a trade body we need to react to make sure that we're protecting our members and ultimately making sure that the customer's getting
0: the, the best advice as well and being protected at the end. Yeah, because we spoke before, prior to the recording that the, a lot of the communication coming out of AME is, is really good. Um, it, it clarifies a lot of complicated issues for brokers and it makes sure people are fully aware of, of what's going on in the market. So that is a real help to, to mortgage brokers.
1: Yeah, it's a challenge because a lot of things that happen within AME are behind closed doors. So I say the regulator or government are, are asking for thoughts and, and feedback on things that we can't talk about. Yeah. And, and some of the things that we get changed and amended we can't talk about. Um, so it is nice when it gets recognised that there is other things that we do as well. So the updates and, and, and that that come out are there to actually try and guide and help and, and, and point members to, to either talk to their network about it and check things so, uh, or talk to their mortgage clause or compliance providers about what they're doing because ultimately we're there to help and guide on that side and then also to, to stand up and, and, and be representative of the trade body with the regulator as well.
0: What trends are you currently seeing within the mortgage industry?
1: There's a number, actually. So FinTech, as we discussed, yeah. it, it's the buzzword. We're seeing lots of things. Everybody's talking about that. So I think that is definitely a trend that's coming. Um, the other trends that we're seeing are sort of the challenges for advisors. Um, is time. It's back to time to actually do the job that they want to do, um, to do those client bank reviews, to actually deal with their, their customers proactively rather than reactively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's keeping up with that regulation. It's keeping up with that education. So time is really important uh, aspect for a uh, advisor. If we think back to, so if we think the market's roughly about four hundred billion at the moment, if you include product transfers, the, the last time it was around that size back in two thousand and six, there were over thirty thousand mortgage advisors. There's about 12,000, 13,000 now. So if you think that actually, and and the percentage that's been dealt with by the intermediate market is about the same. Yeah. So if you actually think that it's no wonder they're actually peddling really hard, and that's where we think technology will help, back to our previous point. It is finding that time to do those jobs proactively rather than chasing your tail. And the other aspect which follows on from that as, as a trend is we get asked more and more is... Do you know where we can find any more staff, any more mortgage advisors? <laughs> because firms are desperate to actually do that job and, and get that new blood in, in into the market.
0: So where do you think the market will be in 12 months? Obviously, no one has a crystal ball and there's a lot of unknowns out there.
1: Yeah, I, I think it'll be a similar shape as now. Um, that'll be depending on where the mortgage market study lands. I think that's the, the unknown. I think that's more of an unknown than Brexit, if if I'm for... I think with Brexit, I wouldn't say I'm relaxed, but everybody still needs to live in a house. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Irrespective of the, the wider economic issues, everybody will still need to live in a house. Everybody will need to either buy or remortgage and refinance and, and do different things. It might become more challenging, that, but I think the mortgage market bit could be the key bit you know i think product transfers and pound for pound remortgages will be challenged by the lenders over the next 12 to 24 months as they use technology to to maybe claw back some of that business out from the intermediary market Um, and i think especially if execution only gets expanded as as it's been considered in the mortgage market study it will allow that fintech aspect yeah, to actually time. work. Um, so I think for advisors to me it's though looking at the bit that probably moving forward can't be run through an execution only model. So I wouldn't expect first time buyers to go through an execution only model um, especially with shared ownership help to buy all the areas there. I wouldn't expect the new build market to overly go through the execution only self build buy to let again they probably wouldn't some of the self-employed contractor space gets a little complicated would that yeah. go through and then obviously bridging commercial secured loans so i think there's still lots of areas of debt consolidation that won't be able to go through that model so it won't be doom and gloom if that changed but i think advisors need to be aware and look at what their current model is and say well actually if that does come through what percentage of my business could be lost uh, as a pound for pound or a product transfer and what do I need to do and look at my business to make sure that it's still in shape and, and able to flourish over the next 12-18 months.
0: Interesting. And what would you say is the best part of your job currently?
1: Um, meeting members. Um, it's not as much as I used to do previously. Yeah, that's the challenge when you have more staff. They <laughs> actually go and do the job that you used to do. Yeah. Um, but it's understanding their issues and their frustrations and then actually designing and delivering a real solution to those problems gives you a lot of satisfaction because you know actually that that's what we're there for as 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 a club, mm-hmm. as a compliance provider, is to keep members safe and, and deliver solutions to help them grow their business. And actually seeing and still being able to do that and knowing it's it's coming back from feedback from members is is a great feeling. And the worst? It's the opposite to that. It is the fact that due to the fact that I've now taken on another number of areas within the group, we've grown the team, uh, so I've had to delegate some of those roles, it means that I I don't get out to see the members as much as I used to. Um, and it's trying to be i know it's for the technically for the good of the business that that we do that but it's definitely a frustration to me is is actually going out to our member meetings going out to members offices i am going out tomorrow um <laughs> to see two members and I, i'm keen to keep doing that because i think ultimately you know you can sit in you know your little ivory tower thinking we know what what's best for for these firms that we serve but ultimately if we don't talk to them and yes we get feedback off the rest of the team but sometimes it's nice to yeah. to look a member in the eyes and get it face to face off them and, and understand those frustrations so to me not not being able to do
0: that as much as it's hard work and finally if you could make only one change to the industry what would it be and why? just one just one <laughs> just
1: one again I thought about this for a long time because there's so much yeah. and then it was who did I want to offend or not <laughs> um, I, I think the bit that that concerns me and I'd like to change and understand more is claim management firms um I understand why they're there to a certain extent, but it does really frustrate me. Um, because ultimately, if if they're there in doing things, that to me means that we, we as an industry have not accepted our own faults. And so we need to do that. We know that those type of firms will always look for the next area and some of it is um, spurious, to say the least. And, and, and they do send letters just hoping to catch things. But I think the fact that they're there means that we need to keep on monitoring ourselves and and, our, and self-regulating ourselves more. And if us, and by that I mean lenders as well and the banks and building societies, actually sometimes go, yeah, we got that wrong, Let, let's just compensate and sort that out because ultimately it just costs us more otherwise. But it also wastes a lot of time trying to manage ones that you know actually aren't going to go anywhere
0: and it's just somebody trying it through a claims management firm. Yeah, and as you touched on earlier, brokers are already short of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. That was really interesting. Thank you for your input on all of those. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you along. Thank, Thank you, you for inviting me. To hear the rest of the series and be notified first of future episodes, hit subscribe. And to discuss any of the topics covered in today's Crystal Cast or any other specialist finance requirements, call us on 01827 01827. 301070, or visit our website at www.crystalsf.com. Thank you to today's guests, and as always, thank you for listening.